Good morning. How's everybody doing today? Hi, everyone. Good morning, afternoon. Good morning. I feel like it's a, a slow Saturday. We're all waking up and getting into it. <laughs> morning, Chad. How are you doing? Morning, morning. Doing good, doing good. Hope you all are well. Yeah, I'm actually in uh in Carmel this weekend. Got out of town for a, a, a couple days. It's been nice. You're you're in Carmel? What? I'm in Carmel. It's just heaven. It's just, you know, luxurious. Oh my gosh, it's, it's Ed Lou. I'm like, hey Ed. <laughs> Ed. I miss Ed. Oh my God, it's been years. Silence. Quiet. <laughs> hey, can I test something for a second then? Sure, I think. <laughs> we'll well, I'm, see. I'm, I'm messing around with my audio again. So can, what, tell me if you can hear music or not in a second. Like, did that like come through? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sorry, cool. right, yes, it did. I don't know if we need to do that again, but <laughs> no, I'm messing with loopbacks. Yeah, I always like the 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 music. Uh, I know Tamara's messing with her mic and stuff, but it's like you know, it's like you have the kind of music in the background. It's the it's the warm up as we all kind of get into it. Mako, are you uh, are you going to your island again this weekend, or are you staying staying put in the I, city? I am not. Uh, it is a complete complete war zone because we are in the final week of construction, so it's like just crazy town there. But I was there. My wife was there yesterday. It's getting there. It's getting there, like real close. That's super exciting. Very exciting. When is it going to be done? I get occupancy in about two weeks. Awesome. And then I will never be heard from again. <laughs> and we won't blame you. We'll be like, where's Mako? Don't worry about it. He's on his island, finally able to live. I mean, the house looks amazing. Y'all are doing a fantastic job with designing all of that. It's a big process. It is a true testament to a like project of love that's taken. I don't know when. I mean, Darius, you saw that thing like when I was doing plans. That was like 2014. It's like it's taken forever. Right, there it's been a journey. <laughs> He's on the treadmill. I love it. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get started. We'll probably have some more coming in, but just uh, let's go ahead and get going. Um, so this is the official uh, Learning to Lead Clubhouse that meets every Saturday morning from 9.30 to 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And this is a forum that was created as a place to talk about all things leadership, the challenges, the successes, and everything in between. And there are leaders of all levels and all industries, which bring a broad diversity of experience and perspectives. 
So whether you're entry level or a seasoned executive, we're all here to share with each other. Um, we have a, a very interesting twist today, some kind of fun stuff that's going to come up as we move into our conversation. Just a few pieces of housekeeping. Again, we're a official clubhouse, so we ask everyone to, uh, if you if you would, just follow our clubhouse. And when you do that, you get regular notifications of topics and also our um, recaps, our recordings. You'll know what's going on. If you miss a, a session, you can hear what hear the hear the conversation at a later time. Also, really really encourage people to invite other leaders that may benefit from this. Uh, conversation from this clubhouse where we, they can learn and, and grow as well. Um, and then there's also a little box at the bottom with an arrow that points up that I encourage everybody who's in here today, uh, just click on that and you can share the clubhouse. So anybody who's following you knows that this conversation is underway and they might be able to join the, the room. Also, this is a great way to expand your network. So following others in the, in the room can be a real beneficial thing. So we welcome everybody on the stage today and joy, and and really encourage you to join the discussion. Um, there's a couple of ways you can communicate with us. You can DM us. Uh, there's also some opportunities to right here on the clubhouse. There's a little kite on the right lower corner. That's a way that you can send us a message. And there's also a chat feature on the bottom left. Um, don't miss out on our recaps and our recordings. We put these on our Substack website as well as on LinkedIn. We also encourage you to subscribe to our Substack so we, you can stay in touch with what we're doing and, and uh, again, be able to benefit from the recaps and the summaries. So uh, I'm going to turn it over to Kelly so we can get going. Thank you. I always appreciate the setup. And um, as a reminder for everyone, we do post not only the recaps, but also the replays. Uh, I know Club, uh, Clubhouse now has replays linked um, directly within here, but we often do a setup because we have folks that listen to to the, the replays um, after our live events. So it's always good to kind of recalibrate what, what we're doing. Uh, as Tamara mentioned, so we have really been spending um, in earnest about the last six weeks, maybe seven weeks on digging into leadership styles with the intention of us not only better understanding and maybe providing a name to some of the styles that we might all be using as leaders and flexing in and out of, but also to help us understand you know, how to and what leadership styles to leverage for scenarios and help teach our teams as the future leaders what, what they could be doing to be effective and, and understand the different styles. And this, this series was grounded in, as I think many folks know, in the book written by Daniel Goleman, where he actually did a, a big study on the seven or the six most common leadership styles um, that are used. So it was a really interesting series. And as we've completed going through that, what we wanted to do for today is really start to kind of do some fun workshopping around these leadership styles. So the way that this conversation, and again, we're only here for an hour, what we're going to be doing is first, we're going to really talk about a refresher on the six styles that we discussed and just a high level on reminder of what they are and some of the advantages and disadvantages or things to consider when leveraging a style. We're going to go into a couple of vignettes of like scenarios and what style we would might apply in those different scenarios or how you might flex a couple of different styles. We're happy to open it to the room to, to answer any questions that you might be experiencing, but I want to kind of close out the day 
with you know, where we kind of bookend it, I always like to do our, which we'll go to next, our word of the week. What was the theme of how your week went? If you think about being reflective and being present and learning from the experiences you're going through, even just by looking at one week, I would love to kind of apply that same lens with leadership styles at the back end of our conversation. So I'm gonna open it to the room and I'm gonna round table um, that if you look back at your week, where did you see specific leadership styles showing up? Where did you use a specific leadership style or you saw one of someone around you or maybe even in a show that you're watching as we reference sometimes pop culture or television, where did you see a leadership style come out that you can now recognize as we think about this moment of now taking all these things we've been learning and thinking about how we're applying it, but also being very intentional about where we see it showing up around us as well as within our own leadership capabilities. So I'm looking forward to kind of going through this. It's a lot to get through in one hour, but I'm really excited to be here with you all and we'll we'll dive in. And the first thing, again, always my favorite portion to get to spend some time with all of you, what is your word of the week? How did your week go? The reminder to be reflective, to be present, to pay attention to those peaks and valleys and learn from those moments. And with that, if you can talk, Darius, if you're running or you're sprinting, we can go to someone else. But I'm good. Your word. Sure. So for me, it was productive. Yeah, I just really was very focused this week. Um, kind of structured approach or, or it was the new coffee that I started drinking. But either way, I got a lot done. Fantastic. And I would like to know what kind of new coffee you decided to drink as well. You can always DM me that or put it in the chat because I'm always looking for new coffee recommendations. Chuck, good morning. Hey, Chuck, you're on mute. Uh, we want, do you have a word of the day you want to share? Or yeah, word yeah of the sorry. Week? I was trying to get to the uh, button there. Um, yeah, exciting. Um, I think the, um, yeah, we got a house. So that's wow um, was really exciting we already already went through the home inspection like things just sort of happen like accelerated like from sunday morning through you know the middle of the week so yeah it's exciting and as a result i'm outside doing work on our house now and getting it ready so but yeah a lot of it's very exciting hey congratulations on that chuck and Thank i you. just wanted and i want to do a little shout out to chuck um i you know he's come in he's done a lot of uh sharing of his coaching and his leadership insights with this group. But I also want to do a call out to him because he did something with a another peer group, group of people this week with me. And I just want to have a shout out to the fact that this is part of expanding network. This is part of leveraging um, personal boards of board of directors or whatever. But uh, Chuck is always so willing to share, you know, his insights, his learnings, his, his leadership, his, his experience and and Chuck, I just want to do a shout out to you because I really appreciate that about you. Well, thanks, Tamara. I appreciate the opportunity. It was a lot of fun. Congratulations, Chuck. Great news, and it's amazing that I feel like just a week ago we were talking to you about the house hunt, but it's great to see it. And again, that's just how things happen. It can move really, really incredibly fast. So, congratulations, and and great to hear about the the other kind of partnerships and networking that was going on kind of outside of the group. Echo the, the that's always a good reminder. Tamson, good morning. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, Tamara. Um, for me, busy would be the word for the week. I had a very like productive week at work, but it was also extremely busy. And I know I have a bad connection, so I'm going to stop there. Coming across mm -hmm. clear, Tamson. Yes, thank you for sharing. Yeah, we can hear you. We can hear you just fine. Chad, good morning. Word of the week. 
Hey, good morning. Uh, a change. Just lots and lots and lots of change. Yep, that's one of the only constants, right? Got to get used to it. <laughs> I can tell. Maybe we could all go relate probably all the time on that one. I'm Rita. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, my word of the week is productive. Uh, and I did have one difficult conversation and I watched two Netflix movies, Netflix movies. Uh, one was The Replacements. Um, and I could relate to the coaching leadership style in that movie. Uh, it's where uh, some substitute football players come in when there's a a pro football player strike and then the other movie was Argo and I could think of the pace setting leadership style there when I was watching that a bit um but yeah that that was my week love it and I love that you're again kind of exactly what the theme of today is is starting to see leadership styles showing up right, both in our workplace and around us, but even as we're watching movies or TV shows, like I love that you brought that in because, you know, that's a lot of the, the conversation for today. And I've, I've found myself kind of going through that as well and talking through, well, what's happening here right now and identifying it. So fantastic. Thanks for sharing. Artie, good morning. Hey, Artie, you're on mute. Okay, no problem. Artie may not be in a place to speak. If you come back, Artie, happy to come back to you and hear your word of the week. But with that, I'll pass it to Tamara. Uh, you know, this is a hard one because uh, I, I feel like so much was going on. But I want to say it it was about really networking and influence. Like I, I spoke to, you know, Chuck and Bonnie came in and was working with a group that uh, I, I am part of that is in this coaching certification program. And um it's really great when, you know, you can see a group of people come together and collaborate and learn from one another. So I, I, I think it's about growth and influence this week, as well as networking. And Mako, I didn't forget you. You're just in a weird place on my screen. So I definitely want to hear your word of the week. I'm not telling you my word of the week now. <laughs> it's a secret. Yep. But I will say I did try a great new coffee this week. And I wrote about it. It's that Burnt Church Distillery Limited Edition Whiskey Coffee. It's coffee that's aged in emptied whiskey barrels. Quite good. Nice. I'll take that over your word of the week. That's fine. I'll just I'll just apply that your word of the week this week was no. Um, uh, and then I'll take your coffee recommendation with that. It sounds, like a, sounds like a morning eye-opener to me. <laughs> yeah. If I, if I have to admit, it's probably more of an afternoon dessert coffee, but... Sorry, a meeting as well, but it was, uh, it's quite good. It's unique. Interesting. I'll have to check it out. It sounds similar to another one we did, and I won't tangent on coffee. I think we're going to have a separate co a clubhouse just on coffee. Um, but yeah, there's another one I think that we were talking about. That you can call it coffee talk. Materials. You can call it coffee talk. I love it. <laughs> Literal, yeah. Coffee chat. Um, all right, I'll wrap it up with my word of the week. I would probably, I think a similar, I think, Marita, your word was, you know, productive. Mine was very similar, very productive week, um, you know, accomplished a lot, a lot of different things across multiple different topics, both, you know, big projects that I've been working on, you know, just working with my team, and then a couple of, you know, these kind of outside more in the space of visionary leadership uh, types of work. So it was a very, very productive week, got a lot done. 
I kind of look back and feel like a lot of great progress was made. So overall, uh, a positive and productive uh, week. And it was it was kind of great to look back on it and feel like I got a lot done and looking forward to another very busy, uh, productive week coming up. So with that, um, thank you. I always appreciate the, the, the theme and kind of word of the week. It's again, one of my favorite parts of our conversations. And, you know, what we want to do now is we're going to go into a little bit of a refresher on the types of leadership styles that we've been spending the last several weeks unpacking. So we're going to do a refresher. Happy to have folks chime in on things that may have stood out to you to any one of the leadership styles. And then again, we're going to start going into examples where, you know, some of the scenarios you might be dealing with, what leadership styles might you use and what might you flex in and out of knowing that different situations require different styles at different times. So with that, I'm going to actually open it up to um, pass the mic to Tamara to kick us off with the, the first one that we're going to kind of refresh as we think about going through the different the different leadership styles and again we'll go through this pretty quick so we can spend you know at least 30 minutes talking about some examples and having some fun maybe talking about movies or characters or tv shows or things that we've seen that have stood out to us as kind of uh examples of leadership styles hi well okay great thanks kelly so um again just you know recapping um you know our what we've learned through the last uh, six weeks the first one i wanted to just uh kind of resummarize was pace setting so you probably remember this is this is a leadership style that you would use very, um, very carefully. You don't want to use this in all situations. You have to be very strategic about when you use it, but it's very results oriented. And it's usually a, a leadership styles you, you would use when you have very tight timelines, something you would do to like kind of push to get to that performance that you need. The, the, the leader typically sets the example of high performance. They're looking for high pace, high quality. Um, and they expect the team to be competent enough to complete the task with very little feedback or really no guidance. They're, they're expecting that team to be like, have the skill set, have the motivation to move forward. And some of the advantages to pace setting is that you get quick results. And it also has uh, the ability to really put a high visibility on the, a, a team that's able to demonstrate a lot of competency. It's a great way to really showcase your team. Um, the cons or the disadvantages of this is that you can actually promote a lot of stress and burnout, and it can be low, mo low, low motivational or have low motivation for those people who maybe are not able to keep up. And people can actually lose uh, some of their confidence and trust, especially if they don't feel like they're able to keep up with the pace of the leader and what they need. Um, and then I'm going to go ahead and cover also democratic. So with democratic, again, this is a, a leadership style that you use where, where your team members are really considered equals or encouraged to participate in decision making as much as the leader. And the team is very highly empowered, but the leader makes the final decision. And some of the advantages to democratic leadership is that it promotes creation, innovation, ideation. Um, there's a lot of collaboration. It creates robust solutions for complicated problems. You have a highly engaged team, a lot of accountability. It's a very positive environment. And the disadvantages to democratic leadership is that you can have resentment if you have people who feel like some, uh, some of the team members' ideas are being favored uh, over others. It can be very time consuming when you're searching or trying to get consensus. It takes a lot of time, especially in decision making. And then the other piece that could be a disadvantage is if the leader relies on others to help them make decisions. They have to be sure that those people have competency and, and adequate expertise 
before really relying on their um, their feedback. And then commanding leadership is really all about being in control. Commanding leadership, it's tough, forceful, it's very direct. Um, and this leadership style is, again, something that you probably want to use very carefully as well. Um, and, and typically, this type of leadership style is used when you have um, a team that maybe doesn't have a lot of experience, they are entry level, those types of things, or when there's a crisis at hand, that's the times that you would use this. Um, they're, they're usually very powerful, decisive leaders who enlist the work of others to work quickly towards pretty ambitious goals. And um, some of the advantages with this one are just a second, I've just got to get over to my notes here. And of course, there's my papers are sticking together here. Um, the advantages are that you can get the you can get the team to to move quickly towards um, uh, excuse me can you can get the team to actually get clarity in the expectations and the rules and what the leaders expecting from them you get really quick adherence and uh, it actually can create a lot of structure for an, for unorganized teams and decisions can be made very fast the disadvantages are that again the leader um, the leader ha uh, is not, there's not a lot of collaboration. The team morale may start to drop. Employee engagement will, will drop. It becomes very leader dependent. So the team may, may not be able to, to um, act autonomously. Um, and they can become very autocratic and some, sometimes very demoralizing. Some, some leaders that are, that are commanding can, can start to become kind of like, you know, unpleasant to work with. And then I'm gonna turn it over to Kelly to cover the other three. Thank you, Tamara. Okay, so I will talk, um, I'll remind us on coaching as the next one. So I think this is probably a very familiar, uh, you know, topic to all of us is, is, is a very common leadership style that we see. And this is really about a leadership style that focuses on development. This is about really building and engaging your team, teaching your team, spending a lot of time with them. Um, as you would imagine, very much about fostering a lot of, you know, collaboration. And the benefits really are, it's about really teaching and helping your team really improve on their skill sets, really help them be able to move forward and create an environment where people are motivated, they're eager to learn, and there's a willingness to collaborate. You know, obviously there, there are always, you know, cons and disadvantages to, to every leadership style in the fact that you can really also have this be an area that it requires a lot of time and attention as a leader to, to really coach and develop and work with each of your team members requires a lot of time. And sometimes it can actually be a challenge from a time perspective, but also um, it can it can be something that can slow it down. And if you don't know how to be an effective coach as a leader, um, it can actually be detrimental. So you have to kind of know what you're doing uh, in this in this style as well. And and in the interest of time, I'll, I'll kind of move to affiliative leader leadership as well. This was, I think, a new one for a lot of us to really unpack what it is and, and what it means. And, you know, affiliative is really at the core about the idea of harmony and peace and getting everybody to get along, right? That's the core is like, let's just all get along. And the focus is on harmony, peace, team dynamic, um, and what it means to actually kind of work together as a team and really focus on the culture of a team. So when we think about kind of the advantages of this, of course, you know, really thinking about this being a focus on um, bringing teams together, focusing on positive feedback, recognition, no matter how small it is. This is really something that, again, fosters uh, you know, really a lot of caring, a focus on 
the human, the people, and how we matter as individuals beyond the work that we're doing. But of course, if you over-index here, um, you can really take a hit to what it looks like as far as actually delivering our results. If we don't pay attention to balancing between, you know, making sure that people are not only, you know, delivering to expectations, delivering the work, it also can stifle their growth as well. And we have to kind of also challenge our teams to not only get along and have a positive culture, but continue to grow and challenge themselves to continue to grow. So um, the last one that I'll hit on is the visionary leader. And as you think about the visionary leader, right, this is really somebody who is about, you know, the ability to take charge, inspire, um, help people see a possibility and believe in some possibility and really help them understand what a future state might be. And this could be big and ambitious. This could be something about working differently. This is something that really is a, is a space about if you think about the benefits it's really about you know setting a clear idea and goal and a vision. It's about fostering innovation and creativity and big thinking, um, helping people challenge you know barriers and and this could be a really inspiring you know leadership style when you think about the dynamic that it can create. The challenges with this is sometimes that if you're too visionary or you set settle too much into that space, you lose sight of what you need to do right now. The emphasis on what needs to be happening in the present the work that has to, to happen. And sometimes visionary leaders can, can over-index on the future so much that they don't focus on the execution that's required to get to that vision. So I wanna pause and kind of, as we think about just these reminders, um, as we shift gears a little bit, because we have spent a lot of time and, and kind of went through all of these in depth, I would love to kind of now move into workshopping a little bit on what are these leadership styles when they really are in practice and you flex between them, because again, I'll probably say it a couple more times today. We always flex styles. We don't just use one style and that is the end all be all. It is about different situations requiring different things from us as leaders. So as we think about a couple of vignettes, and I'm going to have Tamara kind of kick off our first example of here's the vignette, here's the scenario, which leadership style do you think or styles, I should say, um, would be appropriate to address a situation. And we can kind of have a discussion there. And again, if if a specific example pops up from what you've seen or, you know, what you've seen on pop culture or in movie or television, you know, just bring it in. But this is a great way for us to kind of go deeper into applying um, these different leadership styles and how they work in practice. Okay, great. Um, all right. Well, let, the first vignette is um, I want to present is or the first example would be you are a new leader and you're coming into a, a culture that's toxic, that the work environment's toxic. And also the team has had a lot of leadership turnover. And so there there's a lack of trust there. And so what type of leadership of these six styles might be applicable and why would you use that leadership style? Can I ask a clarifying question? Of course. Is the team toxic or is the environment around you and the leadership above you toxic? The team is toxic. It's you're coming into a new team and there's just a lot of dysfunction there. There's a lot of, you know, lack of trust amongst the team members, as well as there's been a lot of leadership turnover in that team. And so therefore, the, there's not a lot of trust in that 
oh, maybe this leader is going to come in and, and, and they're just going to leave again. And, you know, and with new leaders, remember, a lot of change comes with new leaders. Oftentimes it's now a different style, a different approach. So this team is toxic. They're they're skeptical. They're not as engaged and they're not necessarily even cohesive themselves. I feel like we should have like the Jeopardy music going. Like, what do we think? What do we think is the, the style here? I would go with affiliative for this. Um, the, I had this situation several years ago. We had a vendor that was, the, the relationship was really sour. I was told that I couldn't trust them. A lot of different things. I had never worked with them before. So I went into it with an open mind and built my own relationships and built it back up to a really good working relationship. So I, and I did that by basically learning about how the, the people operated better rather than, you know, applying all the essentially toxic insights that I was given. I, I love that, Tamsa. I think, and I think that that's, that's very applicable. Um, and especially, you know, because you got to come in there and start to build the team up. Is there any other types of leadership that you might also pivot to in this type of a situation? Or are there other affiliative uh, insights around how you might deal with a team like this? James, did you want to say something? Oh, I just popped in. I'll listen for a few more minutes. I'm sorry. I had to step away. Oh, great. And thank you for being here. We really appreciate you stepping up on the stage and, and uh, feel free to chime in anywhere you want. Uh, this, this is probably something that a lot of us have experienced walking in as a, as a new leader with a team. Um, and, uh, I, I think that the other piece that I think of when I think in the, of this situation is also some visionary. I think it's almost like you have to somehow motivate this team to see what's possible. And, you know, it's going to be kind of pivoting back and forth between affiliated because that's like the, to me, the, the, the strong, the, the more present, um, leadership style that you're wanting to use because you really want to build the trust and start to, to, uh, build co a cohesiveness and collaboration amongst the team members, but also how do you build up their confidence in you as a leader and where you where where the, you're going to take them as a team? What are the other thoughts of the of the group? Yeah, I'll, I, I'll chime it. Oh, go for it, Chad. Oh, thank you. Uh, I I felt when I heard it, it was. A little bit of uh, coaching on, on my end, where it just I was like, how how better to to build the the trust and confidence of the team than to dive in and try to coach them up and and break down some of the the toxicity. Excellent. Yeah, I think coaching is definitely applicable. Applicable. And as you were talking, I think the other thing that came to the surface for me is a bit of democratic. Because the more people have a voice in in the in the changes maybe happening or the decision making happening, um, also engages people in a different way. They they suddenly start to feel valued and feel like their voice matters, and you get a lot more buy in as well. Yeah, and I think you know again a, a big reason why we you know as we kind of think about kind of wrapping up the, this deep dive into these specific leadership styles for for Daniel Goldman is this idea that 
as you're seeing from this discussion, you know, there's not just one size fits all. That what ends up happening is if you think about coming into a new leadership role, you know, what we often might do is say, I'm going to think about a 30, 60, 90 day plan about how I onboard and how I engage and what I need to do to make key decisions and organize my team in such a way they're going to be successful, right? But but also even just what we're talking about here is you know, it's not, I'm going to come into this team and I'm going to enact one specific style and that's what I'm going to stay with. And that's what we're going to do. It's actually, we've started with affiliative and we have a team that's, that's having challenges from their culture and how they work together. Great. How do we bring them together? How do we create some harmony? How do we create some cohesion? How do we get them to care about each other as people and see themselves as one team? Great. Now, how do we actually help them develop those skills? How do we help them actually see where they can go and feel like they're being invested in, that each one of them sees a career path, that they are starting to build that trust with their leaders, care about them, and want to work with them and want to develop them? And then, again, how do we actually think about something like a, a, a democratic where we actually continue to bring and foster together that team cohesion, bring them into the decision making, and help them feel like, again, their voice matters. These are all different things that we may flex in and out of both as we're working with a collective team, as well as the individual team members. So I love this example. This is exactly kind of why we, we chose to do this. So instead of just focusing on one, is we can see where we are using different aspects of each one of these leadership styles in these scenarios. And unless there's other things to add there, happy to, to kick off, uh, Tamara, the next, the next example that we have from a, a scenario or a vignette. Okay, so our next uh, example is, and I'm going to just try to kind of use an example here of how to, how to, uh, it, basically, this is a, a situation where it, it has tight timelines and deliverables that need to be accomplished. Um, you have a, a team that's working with a, a leader on a presentation, and the leaders got to present information or or their presentation to to the execs or to um, the C-suite. And um, you have a team who is helping to refine that presentation, get that leader ready so that they can shine in their presentation. What type of leadership might you use in this situation? Remember, we have democratic, we have pace setting, commanding, coaching, affiliative, and visionary. What comes to mind when you think about trying to, to reach a tight timeline um, and deliverables, especially for something pretty high profile like this? Amrita. Oh, oh Steve, go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to start like lensing in on humor because I really don't have an answer for you. So, uh, you know, for me, I drink a lot of coffee. So that's where I'll go with it. Coffee is the answer for doing a hard presentation. Mm, coffee might make you a bit frenetic, right? A bit frenetic. Well, at least for me, it would because I would be on the ceiling. I don't drink coffee. I drink tea, but uh, good point. What kind of leadership style from what we've learned? Anybody have any thoughts around this? Um, I would look for first, uh, more of a democratic approach. Uh, I will probably take that, uh, meaning I'll, I'll talk to the team and ask like who would be interested to participate, uh, or work with me on that, or 
um, if through my one-on-one -on -one conversations, I know that there's someone who's interested um, to develop those type of skills, I would pull that person in and, uh, you know, uh, work on that with maybe a subset of people or just that one person. Uh, but I would definitely bring this up in our team meeting, uh, posing it as more of a, like, hey, who is willing to join in? Um, and whoever then joins in, or I don't know, maybe later on we can start with a more of a pace setting approach, uh, providing the deadline, whether, like the goals and, you know, this is leadership style, product, uh, I don't know, presentation. Um, probably that would be my approach just just to begin with and change later on if things change or if I'm not getting um, the output that I desired in the or in the desired timeline and that's when I would be a bit more um, a bit more more than like direct uh, in an approach. Yeah, I, I love that, Marita. And I think, you know, again, you know, even even uh, as we think about kind of going through this, it's it's really interesting, right? When, you know, we ask a question like this, and and even as Tamara and I were kind of prepping for this session, we were kind of workshopping with each other, you know, in these different scenarios, and like you really have to think about it. You really have to think about what is this leadership style. And I I love where you went with it, which is, you know, you might start with. A democratic style to find out who's interested in participating to identify who's the right person for the team you know what's the right capability but also where's the interest and where's the desire and where's the growth but then getting to pace setting because this is such a high profile you know this example is a high profile you know presentation you know what matters is the output and often it's really deliverables driven and i'm i'm actually have been living this one very very uh, much in real time which is um, when we talk about pace setting, and even when we had that discussion, pace setting was, I think, probably the most controversial leadership style that we discussed as a, as a group. And there was a lot of resistance to this style specifically because it felt incredibly, you know, directive, um, do as I say, not very collaborative, and it could be very stifling. There's a lot of risk with this type of a, a leadership style. But, you know, I'm in a situation where, you know, we've pulled together an incredibly, um, highly experienced, highly competent, you know, very, very, you know, top talent to help deliver an incredibly um, high profile, really important project. And they have all kind of voiced how excited they are and how much fun they're having. But what they're looking for from leadership is clarity and quick decisiveness. So when they need to have direction on where to go next, we are providing that immediately and very quickly and helping us move forward towards a deadline while still empowering them to leverage those skills that they have and trusting that by saying, I need these things to happen, you're going to use your skill set and expertise to make that happen. And I don't have to micromanage you or hold your hand to get it done. So I love where you went. I think it's first, who wants to be in it? How do they want to be involved? But then also moving into the place of, here's what we have to deliver. Here's how we're going to deliver it. Here's the milestones we have to deliver against and enabling that team to be successful, knowing that the output and the deliverable is the top priority. And that's where we're pulling the right talent to be able to, um, to be able to deliver that really effectively and really embrace the challenge and grow from that challenge of that very aggressive timeline. Any other thoughts about this one? 
Um, so I'm going to throw at you guys. I want to know what you think Darth Vader's leadership style is. Perfect. Visionary. <laughs> okay. Other thoughts? How about commanding? Visionary. <laughs> Believes in the impossible. I, I literally have his photo as my photo on Slack. Like. <laughs> Love it. What about Captain America? If I stay on my brands. Captain America is probably affiliative. Why do you say that, Tamsin? He's all about establishing uh, trust among the team. Well, I, uh, yes, I agree with that, Tamsin. I think it's definitely affiliative, and I think there's a, a, a heavy um, uh, democratic component, I would say, as well to, to Captain America and, and how he, to your point, he is very focused on the team. He wants to make decisions, but he really, 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 really values the, the team and how they come together. Um, I know that, you know, we talked a little bit about Ted Lasso. I still haven't watched it. I know, I know, Mako, you watched it. Mark talked about that before. Um, so if you want to if you want to talk about what you think Ted Lasso's leadership style is, I'm happy to pass the mic to you on that one. Oh, well, pull me in. I was going to ask you who do you think was right, Captain America or Iron Man? Oh, I mean, we could totally go down that track, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I I do have an opinion on that. But first, what is Ted Lasso's leadership style? I mean, he doesn't win many soccer games, but I do like it. I mean. I don't know. Be a goldfish. But you haven't seen the show. You wouldn't understand the reference. No, I haven't. That's why I was saying. His lead, his lead, I'll tell you this. The lead, his leadership style is be a goldfish. So now, now you have homework. Everybody, We're like just a big marketing campaign for Ted Lasso at this point. And by the way, I'm Team Stark. Um, okay, so my uh, my other example, and I don't know how many people have watched it, but I think it's it's really fascinating which is, I don't know how many people have watched Game of Thrones. I don't know how many Game of Thrones people we have in here, but I would love to know for folks that have watched it, what do you think of uh, Daenerys Targaryen's leadership style? Autocratic? And in this scenario, we would use commanding, right? Yeah, commanding. And why do you say that, Amrita? Um, I think uh, despite um, unsolicited, I mean, I mean, I don't know, unwelcome advice that she got from others, she did um, always say that, "Hey, I need this to be done, <laughs> uh, no matter what." And uh, I'm. I don't know. I I just found her, maybe I don't know. It, it it's uh it's her tone, plus also the advice uh, that she received, and she was like, no, I'm I'm just going to do this thing, and this is something that we have to do. Uh, this is for the greater good. I don't know. 
Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's, I think hers is so interesting because I think she definitely is commanding. I think she's a, such a fantastic example of where we all have the homework to go watch Ted Lasso. Um, you know, depending on your, your, you know, Game of Thrones can be a little controversial in, in its content if you're, if you're sensitive to that. But the, the leadership style of Daenerys, she flexes so many different leadership styles because she does care about her people quite a bit. So you could think about that being, you know, this kind of, you know, moment of affiliative and whatnot, but absolutely leans towards commanding. But also I would say, um, she's a visionary as well. I mean, she is incredibly focused on what it is that she is trying to accomplish. And every decision that she makes, you know, is really about getting to that vision. Number one, her believing that she is owed something. So for Daenerys, she believes that she should be ruling the kingdoms, but she, she has a very clear vision of what that means and is very honed in and focused completely on that and working with people to then enable and execute against that. So we're getting to our last 15 minutes. So I want to make sure we can absolutely go to another example, but I do also want to start to shift gears a little bit. And number one, if there's a scenario that you want to bring up to the group about what leadership style should I use in this scenario, but I also would love to open it up to, as we've been talking about this, and like, again, this takes a little bit of a moment of processing, what leadership styles did you see last week? Which ones did you maybe use? What did you see demonstrated from leaders around you? Or again, if you were watching in a TV show, like Amrita, when you're watching your movies, what things stood out to you? But I would love to kind of open it to the room as you've been reflecting even today on the leadership styles that are around you. Um, what, did, what stood out to you? Just as you think about just last week, you know, not having to go far even beyond that. I think for me, the coaching style is something that works in most of the situations. And uh, it was obviously part of the movie uh, also that has just stood out. But in, in real life, also past week, I felt like coaching was one of the dominant styles um, that, that stood out for me and also in general, usually. Yeah, I would agree. And, and and I would love to hear from others as well. I think, Amrita, your your point is really, I, I would agree. And if, if I look back on my week, I saw a lot of different leadership styles, you know, show up in different scenarios. But, you know, some of the most common, um, you know, where I've seen it is definitely coaching. Uh, I, I know for myself, I use that quite frequently. And I see leaders around me using that style. And again, that's a really important area for development, thinking about succession planning and working with your team and developing them. but also um, a lot of democratic, a lot of, you know, talking to teams, soliciting input, soliciting feedback, discussing approaches, um, welcoming that feedback. That's something that I definitely resonate with as a leader and often see quite frequently in a lot of, of, of my meetings and projects as well. Yeah, I'd say last, last week for me, it was a lot of affiliative and democratic as well. I mean, we're in a very diverse company we're in as far as, you know, um, business goals, everything else, but there are some that we're aligned on. So, I mean, a lot of that democratic is also just helping people understand how we are aligned um, overall. But I think it's really about flexing between, I, I would say pace setting, I use, I didn't really use this this week as much, mainly because I think our, our teams uh, have have already been burned uh, pretty hard. So again, the, the con of that is sort of burning people out. We're trying to 
trying to balance, you know, our, our team's um, energy and of course, well-being and everything else. So, um, but definitely even on the, you know, commanding for very specific, right. I think, I think the biggest thing, like you said earlier, because about flexing, flexing between like Daenerys and, you know, you can use commanding surgically, right. For a small, so you still be coaching someone and then a specific scenario would be more commanding. So I think it's really about for me that variation, but I would say commanding very surgically, not really pace setting and then flexing across more affiliative democratic in coaching. I love how you described that. It was very intentional. Like, you know, you're, you're really, again, it's all about bringing awareness to ourselves, right? To be intentional about the style we're pivoting into in and out of. And I love how you said to use commanding surgically, which is well said, very, very powerful. Um, for me, I would say that it was a rather, I, I probably saw more democratic and coaching coming out of myself this week as well. I, I uh, have a, a team that is, I, I'm not there right now because I'm, re I'm recovering from some surgery and um, we have to hire a couple of positions and the team, uh, I empowered them to go ahead and do all the interviewing. These were not really high profile positions, so I felt really comfortable empowering them to go ahead and do that without a lot of my input. And um, I really just, you know, kind of like told them, you know, ultimately from a democratic perspective, I trust your judgment and I trust you making the choice and the decision to hire. I, I knew what I, they kind of briefed me on all the candidates and I felt they were all pretty equal and would all be successful. And at that point, like I said, coaching them and then ultimately empowering them to make the final decision that I felt I could support either way, whatever they chose would be fine. And, um, you know, I feel that that probably was really going to be helpful to the team to uh, make them feel valued. Again, the buy-in when you're hiring somebody that's coming into a team, it's real important for them to feel like they have a voice in that. It's going to set that person up for success as well as um, set the team up ultimately to have better cohesion. Yeah, that's great. And again, I think what, you know, Tamara, what, I'm going to play back very much what, what you said, which is, you know, part of this whole exercise is as we're learning is really focusing in on that self-awareness. So we see when these things are happening, both, you know, for ourselves, but also are able to identify it in others, name it and be able to say, oh, this is what that is. And again, both for ourselves to continue to learn, but also to teach, teach others. Does anyone else have any that they want to share as far as how how their week went and what leadership styles they themselves may have used or seen, you know, demonstrated around them? And I might just kind of add to that, you know, have you has there been have you really sensed a, a different perspective in yourself as a leader? You know, as you as you really think about, you know, the conversations we've had over the past six weeks and looking at all of these different leadership styles and understanding them a little bit more. Have you, has it raised your awareness? Have you caught yourself going, huh, this is affiliative or this is democratic or anything of that nature as well? Okay, let's jump into another scenario. So we all know about, you know, this, this uh, great, you know, resignation situation that a lot of uh, a lot of organizations are facing and so you're a leader in a in an organization and you're experiencing you know turnover you're losing people uh you're having challenges hiring people 
you know, your team is has a greater work demand on them because you have vacancies in the department or in the organization. And um, what kind of leadership style might you apply in this situation? I'm being I'm being purposely vague because I want you to be able to take this scenario any direction you want to take it. There's lots of lots of different angles and lots of different layers that may come into a, impact your team or impact how you might lead as a leader. Thoughts? Well, this is a really interesting one, right? Because we talked a lot about this. This is a very, very real topic that's happening for everyone, right? And we talked about the great resignation. You know, I think, you know, Mako, I always like the way that you framed this as like the great realignment. So, you know, when we see things happening around us in our teams and we think about the dynamic and what is going on, that can be a result of people leaving, right? There's a lot, you know, Tamara's point about being vague, there's a lot of reasons people might leave a company or leave a team. And so as a leader, we have a role in in kind of evaluating that and working with our teams. So as you think about the leadership styles and you see this happening, right? You see that, you know, the attrition, people are leaving, you know, what would you do to try to work with your team to manage through that, to lead through that? Yeah, and I think it's, you know, a lot of it too is about how do you keep people motivated? How, you know, it, it, when you continually get more and more work dumped on you, how do you keep people motivated? You know, how, what is the perception of the team in terms of, uh, of losing people or the recruitment process? You know, how do you keep people from, you know, somehow becoming discouraged or unmotivated? So those are all things as a leader, you know, you have to consider and you have to be aware of. Uh, how do you, from a visionary perspective, I, I mean, I think to myself, I got to keep these people seeing the bigger picture and not letting this demoralize them. And I think uh, from a leadership perspective for myself, a lot of it is about, you know, creative recruitment. You know, it's not like just, you know, putting an ad in the on LinkedIn or putting, you know, reaching out to some recruitment um, recruiters or something like that. I know like for in my industry, because I'm in healthcare, you know, I've, I've had to be very, very creative. I'm probably more successful than most leaders uh, hiring for the same areas that I am just because I've really done my research and, and really been creative about how I go about recruiting people. You know, so it's, it's really about, how, number one, how do you attract people in, but how do you handle the existing team, um, keep them engaged, keep them motivated, keep the morale up. And that can be very, very challenging. You know, you really have to be intentional about it. And the other thing I would say, too, is like uh, from an HR perspective, you know, when there's turnover in a department, you know, sometimes, you know, it, it could be a perception that it's the leader. And sometimes, in fact, it is a leader. But, you know, how do you like make sure that you're that you're uh, keeping the visibility in the right place for your department if you're having high leadership or high, high leadership, if you're having high turnover or not even high turnover, but you're losing people because sometimes people need to go, you know, it's just, it's just the right, these are, maybe this is the dead wood or, or maybe it's just people who, uh, it's a poor fit or something of that nature. And that is not a bad thing. It's again, I always say to, I always say to people, you have to be able to tell your story and you have to be able to tell, you know, be able to let people know why these things are happening. And it's not necessarily a bad thing.
Yeah, I think I'll, I'll chime in on that, you know, with, and this is a, again, I think it's a, it's a really interesting example because it's, it's something that's happening right now. And, you know, I think as, as, you know, we, we even, even in the chat group have been talking about, you know, different leadership styles and kind of hit on you know, the leadership styles that I really, I really resonate a lot with me as I reflect on my, what I, what I kind of aspire as a leader to, to really embody and a lot of it's visionary and it's democratic and it's coaching, you know, and it's, it's really kind of having a team that's involved. And I think when I, when I think about at the core what's going on, and if I, I have a situation where I'm losing a lot of team members, you know, I'm going to probably lean very heavily on starting with, you know, not only that visionary, like, why does this matter? What is the opportunity? Where are we going? But I'm going to lean a lot on that affiliative style. That affiliative style, remember, at the core is about people matter. You matter. We matter. That it is about who we are as individuals. And I'm a, I'm a definitely a believer that I think this, I let, love, I'm going to go back to the credit Mako, the great realignment. I think people have been looking at their lives through a different lens as a result of this pandemic and changes in the world. And they have been asking questions about what really matters. And I think we as leaders need to acknowledge when we see, you know, see high attrition or losing people that we have to make sure that we are spending time understanding that they as individuals matter and that their lives are not just their jobs and that we, we see and recognize that. And so I think it's, it's spending the time to focus on the individuals, focus on the teams, really focus on building those really strong relationships um, and having those conversations and creating that space for people to be seen and to be heard and to be able to show up as, as their authentic selves. And I think partnering and marrying that with vision of where we can go and what is possible from an excitement and motivation. And then the last one, and again, I think you could probably th think of a lot of these leadership styles, I would probably say again, would be coaching. I would really want to work with each one of my team members and make sure that I'm spending time with them and having very real conversations about what their goals are. What are they looking for in their career? What do they need for their life? How can I support them on their journey? And to Tamara's point, some people may just not, not be you know, in a space where they want to stay. They may need something different. It may not be a fit. There may be a lot of reasons and that is okay. And we can help support them in making that change, even if it means a different role within our company or, or leaving the company. But I think we have to create the space to, to have those conversations, both through the lens of where do you wanna go and showing them that you want to be their partner and in investing in their career. These are the ways that normally, I, you know, I kind of lean on you know, working with my team to make sure that they know that I value them and that I'm their partner in their career. You know, if that means a change they need to make that's, that's bigger, but even if that just means there's certain specific things they're looking for, um, for me as their leader to help them be successful. So, you know, it's kind of like three different styles again that I may, I may leverage in that moment to really build high trust, to invest in the team, to set a vision for where we are going, and then ultimately work with each one of my team members to really invest in what their career goals are and have those very real um, conversations about how I can help coach and develop them to reach those goals. Okay, we're winding down to last minute. Any other last minute thoughts on this? And I hope this has been, we, we hope this has been very beneficial to you guys, uh, this conversation. And we're starting to uh, contemplate uh, the next direction we want to take because we've gotten a lot of really good feedback about these topics. And so kind of watch, we may be putting a survey out to get some feedback from folks. But any other last thoughts before we get ready to close this out? 
I would say that it's just been very interesting to be able to put a name to some of the behaviors and things that I've observed and seen in, in the wonderful world of leadership around me in the last five, six weeks and, and, and the like. So thank you so much for sort of presenting all this stuff and, and helping to, to again, put a name to, oh, I'm seeing something related to this, right? I, I see where this comes to play or whatnot. And, and thank you both for uh, sort of presenting all this stuff. Appreciate that, Chad. And I, you know, I think there's so many other types of leadership as well. We've been talking a little about this is our, our strategic weekend that we're looking at what do we want to do? What direction do we want to take this? How might we want to expand it? So we welcome your feedback. And I appreciate that because there are lots of other servant leadership, transformational leadership, et cetera, et cetera, that um, we've thought about bringing back to the group as well, because it, it really does. It's even helped us a lot to increase our awareness and our intentions around leadership, um, because I think that's where you grow and that's where you're, you're more effective, ultimately. Other thoughts? I think it was very helpful and insightful for me uh, to learn about all these leadership styles. Like Chad said, like we have seen these in, you know, in action, but it's easier now to put a name on it and know the actual like attributes of each style. Uh, this was definitely helpful for me, especially the last one that you just mentioned, Tamara, about, you know, sometimes we have to let people go and, you know, there might be just people who are deadwood i i am actually going through that <laughs> phase right now and i'm just thinking like after that person leaves how am i going to prep myself and obviously address my team about that one person or two more people leaving the team but thank you so much for this conversation today thank you yeah this has been great i appreciate everyone's you know, both Tamara and I have been kind of prepping this, but you all have really, really engaged. And, and again, we all learn from this too. So um, we'll, like I said, we'll be looking out to, to, to share some, you know, some different polls and surveys. If you have things that you want to, to dig into or things that you've been thinking about or considering, you know, let us know. You always reach out to any of us, both here or on LinkedIn. Um, and so just reach out anytime. And again, we're going to, we're kind of contemplating a lot of different things from, you know, book clubs to, deep diving on specific series like this. So if there's things that stand out or you're interested in, um, you know, be on the lookout at that, but, but we welcome the feedback and, and always appreciate y'all spending an hour of your weekend, you know, both investing in yourselves, but spending the time investing in this community. Yeah, thank you, Kelly Tamara. I really appreciate the time you put into you know, making these productive conversations and the prep and everything you do. So thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, it's been, it's been, I was just going to say, it's been extreme. Like I, I've been quiet today more than usual. I'm just kind of processing, you know, it, it's, it's, it's all kind of interesting. And we're all, like I said, we're all in different places and I think we're all going through different things and, you know, it's, it's just interesting to process all. Thank you. And, you know, I appreciate that comment because we always tell ourselves, you know, like sometimes a silence can be uncomfortable, you know, especially when you're trying to be, you know, host a, a clubhouse. And, and one of the things we always remind ourselves of is when we're putting information out there and we're talking about it, people are processing, people are thinking about what's been said. So I really appreciate that comment very much and, and that we are, we're, we're just continuing to grow in here. All right, so let me go ahead and close out this clubhouse, let you guys get on your way with a nice quote. So the quote I have is from a Amy Edmondson. So it's, learning is not a one-time event or a periodic luxury. 
great leaders in great companies recognize that that the ability to constantly learn, innovate, and improve is vital to their success. And I think that's what you all have demonstrated and vocalized today. It's all about the investment. It's all about the the motivation and the drive to learn and to be your best. And I appreciate that about each and every one of you. So go out, refresh, restore, and have a great week. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye. I appreciate this so much. Bye. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you. Bye.